and then I can record and, uh, and then I can record and, uh, shit, really? <laughs> Take three. And then I can record and, re- and, <sighs> all right. Got it. And then I can record and talk over VOIP on the board at the same time. The following podcast on the Your Own Pay Podcast Network will contain adult content. Listener discretion is advised. More information about this episode can be found at yourownpay.com. Remy had to get his get his word in real quick. He's like, man, yeah, you just hit record. Time to go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Tap R. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> hey, bro. Let's get into this thing. It's Demasi and Michael just talking tech. Man, I have not been more excited to edit an episode than what I am now. Like, I, I'm excited to edit again, and that's saying something. Yeah, man. By the way, do you want to edit this, or do you want me to? <laughs> uh, you get this one, because I got to put together Copy the stuff for that 1Password course. Perfect. And get one password course that, if you stay tuned, we'll be able to to share with you. Oh, wait, are you recording? Yep, I am recording. So we're going to kind of do something slightly unconventional, and we'll explain why here in a minute. I'm going to have Demasi explain why. But those who have been listening for a while now know that we decided to record episodes in advance. And to be honest with you, we had episodes 69 through 73 recorded and ready to go to get out the door. The problem is. Go ahead, Demasi. <laughs> so when we decided to do this, we had the intention because oftentimes our shows are not topical in nature necessarily. But what I realized while editing a uh, actually editing 69 is we were referencing things that had happened previously, like a couple of days before at the time of recording. I also noted that oftentimes, even though we may have not been referencing news items or, or topical information of things that just happened, what we were talking about, we were no longer possibly doing by the time you heard the show. So one example of that is um, I think Michael was using was trying OmniFocus or one of us was taking a look at something besides Todoist and like that's not happening anymore uh, for sure so I talked to Mike and said hey man look I'm editing 69 I was editing 69 this is what I heard here that kind of bothers me but if I cut out these sections that aren't really relevant or people already know this information at this point we're not adding anything new to it we're going to end up with like a 25 minute show which, you know, for those of you who have been listening for a while, we used to do those, uh, but that's not the point of this anymore. So we decided to pick up recording fresh, turn our recordings around a whole lot quicker, which will be easier. You know, both of us actually took the course, uh, the Reaper getting started course for podcasting. Uh, Mike can give you the actual correct, more proper title for it. But we took a course with Derek Lane, uh, who gave us a lot of, lot of knowledge there, a lot of extremely invaluable tips i think i mentioned to mike yesterday that like one tip that he just recently shared in that course like i would have gave him you know money for it across the table in the restaurant if he had told me that so we're going to be much faster much better at editing first of all and we also need to get into the habit of editing as soon as we turn the show around because the other thing that happens to me i'm not going to speak for michael but definitely will happen to me is if i record a show and it's like well that's not coming out for a month i'll get to it later And Mm -hmm. then 
Mike's like, don't forget, this is coming out Tuesday. I was like, shit, man, it's Saturday, and I ain't edited nothing. <laughs> Happens way too many times, I will I will admit. And it's not just, just Demasi. I get into that workflow myself, too. Like, we record it, and then we're like, hey, we're done with it. Don't have to do anything with it right now. And then it's coming out. And that's why over – so 68, Patrick did uh, edit that for us. And I think Patrick did a great job, really appreciated it. But right this minute, I'm not making money from the podcast. And I, I have to pay Patrick to get the work done. So ultimately, I have to come down to do I want to spend money out of my pocket to bring entertainment for other people? Or do I want to go ahead – and that was a lot of peas, or do I want to go ahead and process something and, and do it myself or using Demasi to be able to keep producing content for you guys? And uh, I, I really – think that this is worth it um, for for sure. So if you're interested in the course that Demasi and I took, follow us. We You can either follow one of our personal accounts, which we'll probably still close with, or something new that I can announce is we have uh, at the DM series on Twitter. If you just want to follow information about the show and not get the random stuff that I tweet out about, my clubhouse mentions and stuff like that, uh, just follow at the DM series. Uh, Going to take me a little bit to get you used to say in that. So uh, it's very possible that I may just go ahead and uh, mention our Twitters. But if you follow us on Twitter, either one of the three accounts, then we can, uh, we will be sharing, at least I can speak for me, I suspect Demasi will be sharing when Derek's course is available for the general public. And it, it is a time saver for sure um, when it comes to editing. I'm, as I said at the beginning, kind of excited to get into editing. Whereas in the past it was, that needs to get done. Do I want to do it right now? Or can I go find something else to do that makes me feel more productive? Absolutely. It is, and it's the big difference. And, you know, knowing one, wanting to put those skills to use because there's new new ways of doing this. Or I know for certain they're going to maybe not cut my time in half. We'll see. But cut off a significant amount of time it takes to edit for me, for sure. Uh, absolutely. But you know how you'll know if it will cut your time in half, don't you? Is if you track your time. Have you been doing that lately, Demasi? Because I am not. So I've only been tracking my time when I have been performing work that is being billed by me hourly. Uh, to someone. I do need to get back into the habit of tracking my time more consistently uh, because it's, it's going to become more important uh, <laughs> because I need to know for sure how I'm actually spending my time uh, and what I'm spending that time on uh, because I now have formed the LLC. And I was going to ask if you had an announcement you wanted to make. <laughs> uh, so you guys can go check out Bedrock Innovations LL. Uh, well, that's not the website. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't the website. That ain't the website. The website is bedrockinnovations.com. It will be linked in the show notes at yourownpay.com slash DM69. Uh, I thought you were going to go somewhere else, like talk about your services first. I'll pause because I was trying to think like, when is this actually going to come out? It's coming out. You're trying to get this out Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. You're going to have a, a landing yeah. page there. Yeah. Yeah. It'll Bye. be up. It'll be up. Absolutely. That's what I'm working on this weekend. That's why I want you to edit this one so I can go ahead and finish that up this weekend. Cause I can't keep, you know, tomorrow can't keep morning. emailing people. <laughs> 
and uh, I, I, I can't keep sharing your information. And then they're like, well, where's his website? Uh, uh coming soon. <laughs> yeah, look, there ain't even a, a coming soon landing page that you get from Namecheap, which is however you type it in, you just go nowhere. It's like, oh, yeah. well, this doesn't, we can't find that server. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, it'll be out. Uh, Bedrock Innovations LLC is the company name. I am the owner and founder of said company. And what I'm basically doing is providing the foundational technological infrastructure for small businesses and entrepreneurs. So everything from advising you on hosting, providing that hosting, getting email services set up across the board. So that's everything from, you know, G Suite, Office 365, Fastmail type of setup for you to be able to send and receive email, you know, down to that that lower level email service of delivering emails from your your website or your web app or, or any other transactional type of emails that need to happen, getting you hooked up with all of the things you need to run a business successfully online. So definitely go over to your own pay.com slash DM 69. Click on the link to get you to bedrock innovations. Cause you might be like me and not quite certain of that spelling. Just a little bit. It's weird. I'm not, sure. I'm not sure how many times I've asked Demasi. So what's your email? He gives it to me and I'm like, can you spell it for me? So I get it right. <laughs> Just a tip for those listening. Innovations does have two ends, even though iOS randomly for me, when I was trying to double check myself did not, you know, indicate an auto correction or a different alternative spelling when I typed it in with one N. So it is I-N-N-O-V-A-T-I-O-N-S. So I acquired a new toy and I kind of want to talk about it, toy slash tool and my setup to get into, ah, shit. Now that I think about it, we, and this is why pre-recording content is not ideal. We recorded DM68 before Clubhouse was even on my radar, I think it was on your radar, mm. I think. And now Clubhouse has been around. I've been there, done that, moved on. So <laughs> it's dead now. It's all over. It's no, all over no, no. It's, it's it's not dead. It's dead to me. Oh no, I I still jump in there and play around a little bit. Not as much as I was a month ago, though. It's just kind of weird. But I got a new toy tool, tool toy, however you want to word that, and it is uh, working well. I'm learning more and more about it every day. Eventually, it'll be my primary audio interface, and well, it is, I guess, technically my primary audio interface, although I have a Frankenstein-like setup up here. I need to clean that up. I'll explain it here in a minute. But for those who don't know, I acquired a... 12 MTK, a signature 12 MTK from Soundcraft, which is a audio interface and analog mixer, uh, rolled into one. And I'm, I'm liking it. The more I use it, I can really see how quickly I will probably end up running out of inputs, but I'll get around that and make it work. Uh, and I kind of wanted to talk about the setup that I did because I just typed it up. So I'm <laughs> like, it's, it's primary on my mind. Let me explain this real quick. It's got um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's got eight XLR ports across the top. Underneath each of those XLR ports are uh, quarter inch jacks th uh, that are female. To the right of the XLR ports is a RCA left and right, and a and that's a line in and a USB B 
That's weird to say. It's the printer cable. If you're familiar with printer cables, yeah, that's the one it is. I think Dwasi and I talked about that while I was trying to find one because it does not ship with a USB cable. So be aware of that. Uh, then there's a quarter inch to the right of the uh, RCA and then three quarter inch jacks um, to the right of that. And then there's two XLR jacks and two uh, two XLR male jacks and two female quarter inch jacks on uh on top of each other on the far right and then um that's on a raised up little uh section of the board and then below that you have um 12 knobs that go across the board. Those are your gain for each of your channels. You have 24 buttons, 25 buttons below that. And then it's a set of, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight button or eight knobs that go all the way across. And that is, uh, 12 as well. And then there's a few other knobs and buttons on here. And then there's the sliders to be able to bring your audio up and down, uh, with buttons alongside of those. The way I explained it is fairly confusing. The way it's laid out is fairly confusing, but at your own pay.com slash DM 69, I'll put either in the show notes or link to a document Benjamin helped me create that will tell you what all the buttons and knobs and sliders do. Uh, well, it'll give you the names of them, what they do. I'm still learning. <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's the, the way we've got it set or that's what I've acquired. What I wanted Any- to mention. Go ahead. And anyone that is familiar with uh, mixers or audio interfaces or a combination of the both, like the layout of the inputs and outputs across the top, most boards that I have seen, those are kind of on that little elevated uh, platform, like sloped up from the from the control knobs. And most of what goes across the mixer from left to right are repeated. They're just there for each available channel of audio that is being used. So it's not nearly as confusing as it sounds trying to explain it. And I'm going to be honest, like Mike did a fairly good job of explaining it. No one can explain a board to you, I don't think, in a very precise manner if you're not sitting looking at the exact same thing that they're describing to you. It's always going to be confusing because there's a bunch of knobs, there's a bunch of buttons, there's a bunch of sliders, and Mike has a bunch of ports. Uh, I have a question before you get into how you have it set up. A couple of questions. So your eight XLRs. Uh, on the left hand side of I'm going to separate the at least in my mind what the left hand from the right hand by the, the XLRs the eight XLRs and then you get to the uh, RCA line in jacks so everything to the left of that is left side everything to the left of RCA's for me is left side uh, for reference so you said that the XLRs up under each XLR is a uh, line in quarter inch jack so they're not embedded inside of the, the XLR females like I've seen on a lot of boards Correct. They are two separate jacks. Uh, everything I've read has said, do not plug two th- different things into these two different nope. jacks. Do not but, do that. Yeah. Do not yeah. do that. And that is why a lot of boards have the, the quarter inch embedded in the middle of the RC of the uh, XLR so that you can't do that because you should not do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely don't do that. Now, channels one through six are mono. Seven through 12 is a stereo pair. So for the seventh one, it is channel seven, eight. For the eighth one, it is uh, nine, 10. Nine, 10. And for the RCA is 11, 12. 
Ah, gotcha. So when you're putting, when you're running something into uh, like nine, ten, for example, or seven, eight, you're using the line-in uh, quarter-inch jack to to bring in the stereo from, let's say, the computer. If that's the way you had it set up. Nope, I'm using USB to bring it into those channels. Uh, but if you did it that way, yes, yes, yeah. If I so did like, it you that would way. you you would take one of those weird cables and route it from the, like if you use the headphone jack for your computer to bring the audio in from the computer that you wanted, you would use channel set what would be effectively a stereo pair uh, in a line in jack up under that XLR on channel seven, right? Channel seven yes. eight is what it okay. Yes. What now, could you plug in there that would? Oh. That's probably not a question for you. I was just wondering what you what would you plug into the XLR that would be stereo though. I don't know. I bet. Or what would happen if you plugged in a a, a you know because that's a in that's a a input right not an output that's an input so it's bringing sound whatever you plug in there is that sound is being pulled into the board and then you send it out elsewhere but it's being pulled in through that. Oh, I'm curious. There might be a question to post on this list. Hey, there you go. Um, question for you. Yesterday, when we were in class, and I'll get back into my setup here in a minute, did you, he- was Derek doing something with like panning and stuff like that? Did you hear that at all? Uh, during the actual class? Yes. He was showing you how to automate panning. Right. Did you hear it pan though on your end? Yes. Okay. So, caveat is i had audio going into channels so when we talk about this now i know why i didn't hear the audio and so that's kind of important uh, well i heard the audio but i didn't hear it panning uh, i bet if i would have had a slight alteration then i would have heard that in stereo before you get back into that i want to try to figure out maybe you was going to explain this and you still can but i want to figure out what the issue was with your with your audio last night so how did you have the audio coming um, in from the so i have and, and i'll explain this here in a minute i have voip going into channel six six uh-huh. is a mono channel not a stereo yeah channel. so that's why i bet if i would have had it going into seven eight it would have been a you would have been able to hear a stereo pain. channel yep ah okay yep say something something man think, 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 that's think, exactly think. what happened i i slid the slider up for echo and it went through uh because you have an effects slider that will let you add effects to audio coming into the board. But I haven't figured out how to send that back out. My setup is this. I have uh, typically the microphone plugged into line one if I want to go into Clubhouse. Uh, right now, it's plugged into um, line three. I don't know why, because it's actually going into the computer right now via USB-C. Because with the ATR2100X, you can use XLR and USB-C at the same time. It doesn't have to be an and or. One of the recommendations, one of the reasons why I recommend this microphone is for that feature especially if you're concerned about getting backups and eventually i will be able to record and talk to demasi through the board i just haven't quite figured that out and then i can record and talk over voip on the board at the same time and do it the first time and not the third or fourth time uh but so that's why i have it plugged into port three when i have it plugged into line one the fifth or the sixth knob down is a knob that says aux one. And I have this set at about one o'clock. 
Now, what I have learned is when you want to send audio to auxiliary one, which if you guys remember the layout of the board is the quarter inch adapter immediately to the right of the RCA jacks for channel 11 and 12. That's aux one. The one next to that is aux two. The one directly below that is aux three and the third button, uh, and the third input is actually for a remote pedal or a foot pedal that I don't use. So I have a audio going from channel one over to aux one. And that's set by turning the knob to about one o'clock for aux one on whatever audio you want to send to that auxiliary output. Then on the very right side of the board, there are six buttons. And to the left of those six buttons is five is six knobs in a weird triangle lopsided shape form, kind of hard to describe. But the top button on the right side is for adjusting the gain to aux one. And so I have that set at one o'clock. So that's how much audio is getting pushed out of aux one that's being sent to aux one. Hopefully that makes sense. And uh, then I have this fancy little tool that you can pick up at AT guys. I'll put a link to the show notes Hey, that's another thing we need to talk about in uh, the show notes at yourownpair.com slash DM69, and it's called the Headset Buddy. So with the Headset Buddy, I have a quarter-inch adapter plugged in with an eighth-inch to eighth-inch cable. And this sounds more confusing than what it is, and it can be a little confusing, but if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter and I can help you out. This is plugged into the Aux1 jack which again is the first jack directly to the right of the RCA cables. This, uh, or RCA input, this goes to the line in on the headset buddy. I don't remember which side it is because it's unplugged right now. I always look at JJ's explanation. Yeah, I, I, JJ has a very good explanation of the layout of it, uh, which when I first set mine up worked perfectly because <laughs> he described it perfectly. Right. So the aux one is going to the line in. Then on the line out, I have a RCA Y cable that's plugged into channels 11 and 12. We'll get back to what else, where else audio is going on this board here in a minute. And that RCA Y cable is a eighth inch to two RCA cables. And that eighth inch is plugged into the line out on the headset buddy. Then the headset buddy is plugged into a lightning adapter to eighth inch female uh, adapter. And I can hear audio in Clubhouse and I can send audio from channel one to aux one, which goes into the headset buddy, which goes into Clubhouse. And people talking to me go out of Clubhouse into channels 11 and 12. And that goes to my headphones that I can only hear um, and they can't hear themselves. So that's my quick audio setup. Uh, I can choose to record channel 11 and 12 if I wanted to, but at this time I'm not doing that, but that is something that, that can be done as well. And I could really piss a lot of people off by sending channels 11 and 12 to aux one. And you can imagine what would happen then. <laughs> so that's my quick, uh, summary of how I'm using the board for clubhouse. Let me recap a couple of other things here. Uh, I have it set so VOIP software goes into channel six. If it's Zoom, if it's Discord, if it's TeamViewer, if it's, well, if it's Zoom, if it's Discord, if it's TeamTalk, if it's Skype, that goes into channels, uh, channel six, which my computer actually sees as channel, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, 
three, four, five, six, which my computer sees as channel five, six, even though I'm not using channel five. I bet if I would have actually slid the slider up for channel five, it would have uh, did it in stereo too, but that's besides the point. So that's mm. why I didn't hear the panning that we were talking about earlier because channel seven, eight is a single slider that will play in stereo. So it's nine, 10, 11, 12. Right now I also have uh, system sounds. So when an error happens or if I'm on uh, YouTube or if I'm doing anything that involves audio coming from my system, not my screen reader, it goes into channel seven, eight. And I'm going to adjust some of these because I, I, I'm seeing how I could be more efficient with my channels here as I'm explaining this. And then into channel nine, 10 goes my screen reader, whether that be NVDA or JAWS. And the beautiful thing about this is I have three sliders right here that I can reach over. And if Demasi is talking too loud or I want to look something up, I can just slide Demasi, who's on channel six right now because we're using Zoom, down and slide JAWS up or just slide jaws up that way it's louder than Demasi is and i don't have to fiddle with any buttons or or software interfaces and then right now uh channel 11 12 when it's not playing clubhouse audio is uh where my reaper audio is going so that way i can hear that um as well and then there's three other sliders that i'll explain uh because that's going across the bottom the last slider on the right um that's next to channel 11 12 and separated from the the final three sliders, so I guess there's four sliders I'm going to explain. Uh, that last slider is separated from the other three, and it is the effect slider. So you can slide it up to add effects to what you're working on or to what you're hearing in your headphones. Separated is uh, these two sliders that are right next to each other, and they're called group one and group two. I haven't played with groups yet, but it'll let you adjust the volume for each of those. And then the final slider to the far right of the board with a single button at the top of it is the master so i can just press it and everything coming into the board is muted and if demasi said mean things about me right now i wouldn't hear him because it's muted and now i've <laughs> muted it <laughs> so that's a quick explanation of the layout of the board do you have any specific questions at this time i know it's Man, a lot. <laughs> it is a lot so here's the thing that i, I do have some questions i want to i want to ask about uh one uh Channels five, since the computer is treating channels five, six as what's showing up, uh, if you were to slide up the slider for channel five right now, does it have any effect or no? I don't know. Keep talking. Uh, because it's possible that even though the computer is calling, the computer is calling it five, six because it needs a stereo out uh, to send stuff to most likely. Oh, it but does. I'm, it does. It does? Yeah. Yep. Did it like double what yeah. you're hearing? Well, it. It turned up the volume. So, like right now, I'm, I have you super loud. Soup, don't talk. <laughs> now you can talk. But uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it does. But something important, and this threw me off. Uh, there is two buttons between the gain knob and that top knob that I was talking about. Um, so you have the gain knob, gain, gain knob across the top row. And then directly below that is two buttons for each channel. The button on the right is the USB return button. So when I first told you, nope, it's not doing anything, I didn't have the USB return button pressed for channel five. So it wasn't bringing any audio in via USB. But when I pressed uh -huh. that, 
And then I turned it up. I was able to hear you uh, loud and clear in both ears. Although you're coming through both ears right now anyways, because Zoom mixes down to mono, so. Hmm. Okay. So that explains that. My my other solution was going to be if it did have any effect was, well, Mike, just get a, oh no, because you're sending it in through USB. Never mind. That wouldn't oh be. yeah. That's, I should have mentioned that. Uh, all of these inputs and outputs show up in Windows as their own independent sources. Uh, Windows will automatically group each section as as stereo. So in Windows, technically, you only have six input and outputs because uh, it matches it's one, two, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, it's doing a direct two-to-two two mapping instead of a direct one-to-one one mapping for the actual channels. Although Reaper apparently will let me do odd mapping. So I instead of doing 11-12, I could do 10-11, and I think that could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably don't want to do that. Yeah, I got, I got to figure out how to get audio reliably coming through the board into VOIP software, and that's one of the issues that I've I've faced recently as I haven't been able to get it to work yet. So I wonder. So what did you what What does Zoom, for example, show you for your your inputs? Same thing that Windows does. It sees one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I wonder if I bring and I have not tried bringing audio into channel seven, eight, for example, and seeing if maybe it has to be plugged into one of the stereo sections. I haven't tried that. And then there's also some other tools out there called Synchronous Audio Router that I need to play with to see if that'll work. So it's it's. It's a, a beast. <laughs> uh, do you have to do the USB return? No, because that's what you want to come in. That's what comes into my headphones. Right. Because so I have my headphones plugged into the phone's jack, which I don't think I explained where it is, but that's okay because you can go to your own pay.com slash DM69 to get that uh, ha- handy little guide that I'm cleaning up from what I sent to Mossy. Um, and yeah, it's it, it, it'll help you with getting... With hitting the ground running with this board, if you choose to pick it up, I I like it personally. I am most likely going to end up with the same board uh, because what Mike found and pay, here's where patience paid off for the both of us. In, in all honesty, because there's a couple of times I almost bought a couple of boards that were on sale, and I was like, nah, because it doesn't do what I actually wanted to do. What I wanted, what Michael wanted, was what Michael now has, which is the ability to control where and how audio is routed from the board and not have to rely on a piece of software to do that. Now, this may not be the board for everybody, right? It's, it's not saying, you know, so don't start tweeting at us like, oh, but I have the, the I don't know, the Scarlet Focus 2x2 two two and it works great for me. Awesome, right? Uh, we're not saying that you have to get the board that Mike has. We both wanted some very specific things uh, and Mike has kind of outlined some of that uh, with him being able to route audio to the phone for Clubhouse or any other app because he could actually talk to people on the phone the same way Yep. Uh, as he on talks Discord. to people in Clubhouse uh, or Discord or any, any app that works on the phone that takes, you know, requires a microphone. Uh, similar thing for me, right? I want to be able to route audio in very specific ways. Uh, one possibility that I think Mike also has with this board is the ability to set up mixed minuses. So, potential issue that we have thus managed to avoid because we've never done a podcast with more than just me and him yeah uh is potentially going to do a podcast with someone who shall remain nameless although we'll find out if that person listens to our show or not for real uh shall remain nameless that tweet us if you're listening 
Uh-huh. Oh no, this person is not going to tweet. This no, he'll call us. Twitter. No, I'm not talking about Marty. No, oh, no, no. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no. I'm talking about back when we were thinking about doing a show, and me and you started noodling the ideas of what could we use to connect to each other that would work because you were on Windows as you are now, so there was FaceTime was not an option. Also, yeah. FaceTime was not an option because it stomps on your voiceover uh, to a egregious degree. Uh, on the Mac we were using at the time source connect now and this person doesn't have Chrome or at that time didn't have Chrome installed on their Ah. computer and kind of sort of refused to do it in in a lot of ways. So that was out for an option. Uh, Zoom didn't occur to us because I didn't want anybody to rely. I'm not going to say it didn't occur to us. I dismissed it because I did not want anybody to rely on the fallback Zoom recording because they forgot to record. I need people to get in the habit of hitting record before they start doing something. Um, I really need that. Uh, Also, we didn't want this person to end up trying to use their phone uh, on random occasions because, you know, they couldn't get in position where they needed to be or the laptop was dead or whatever. So. One thing that me and Michael discuss, and this is actually what drove me down the path to really figure out how to make a virtual mixer with loopback on the Mac was the potential of solving the problem of me and Mike are talking to each other in Source Connect now uh, through Chrome. And this person maybe is on FaceTime and I can hear both of these people and they can both hear me, but they could not hear each other. <laughs> the way that you make something like that work with an actual physical board as you said it was called a mix minus so mike would hear me and he would hear the other person talking from their separate application or separate computer this is how a lot of studios do it uh but mike would be able to hear both of us without having himself fed back into his ears right same thing for the third the, the third person in this in this conversation they would hear me they would hear michael but not have themselves pushed back into their ears yet i hear everything from everybody including myself which is what i kind of sort of mostly got working with loop back uh but yeah this is a great i think this is a great board uh there is a larger version of it with more inputs it sounds like to me michael is already contemplating mm, how do i get rid of this <laughs> get hey, that hey, one. <laughs> <laughs> well he's already contemplating how to, how to upgrade because he's running out of inputs uh but it's a good board if you're trying to do the sort of things where you need to route audio in very specific ways or you want separate tracks per thing that's being plugged in uh I, to me this seems like one of the better you know more modernized boards that is out there because it does have the digital audio interface built in as well uh and it has physical buttons there is and it has a- that's the thing physical buttons and knobs that that is the thing that because there are a lot of boards out there that do exactly what mike just described but there's a touch screen involved yep I have no touchscreen that I have to go into. The only thing I can't see um, is there is... Meters? What? Oh, I said the meters? Well, there's that too. So two things I can't see is that weird-shaped triangle that I was talking about earlier that has aux one volume at the top right of it. Um, At the top part of the triangle is a knob that you twist around, and it does not... Uh, like it'll loop all the way around, but you can feel clicks on it. And then you press it in to select an effect. So unless you become ah, familiar with that what was going to be doing, my question too. Yep. So unless you become familiar with what you're doing or where your effects are or how you're using effects in your mix, it could be problematic. But to me, 
it's worth it um, because everything else is physical buttons and knobs and sliders and 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 jacks to plug things into. And honestly, I have when I have it set up right and everything's working, I can get it to where I only have one cable going into my computer powering everything. And to me, that's that's worth the that's living the dream. Yeah, man. it's it's what I've been looking for for a couple of years now. So. It is living the dream, man. That is the dream. Although Mark has you. Oh, no, no, you don't. I was about to say something wrong. Uh, you don't have that problem anymore. I am going to have that problem. <laughs> you don't have that problem. You just plug a cable in. I'm going to have yep. to get a freaking adapter because I'm pretty sure nobody has decided to make a USB-B type B connector to USB-C. Freaking assholes. It's all right. I got a Thunderbolt dock. I'll just plug it into one of the USB port A ports on that. Right. Uh, and hopefully that doesn't pose its own problems because. <sighs> it uh, shouldn't. According to this, Monoprice has one. Mm. A USB type B to USB type C. Nice. So it looks I like the boss is going to be spending more money. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, man, don't, eventually. Don't, let's, eventually. Let's not talk about that. Man. Hold on one sec. Nicholas is calling to tell me happy birthday. Oh. Uh, Wait, is today your birthday? Yeah. Oh, well, happy birthday, Mike. <laughs> I did not get a calendar <laughs> notification. Yeah, the 24th. <laughs> oh, man. Happy yeah. birthday, dude. Thank I did you. not even know today was actually. <laughs> Look, I'm looking for a calendar notification. I didn't get you. Right. Maybe you need to add it to your calendar because I don't. I, it's, in your, it's in your contact card, so it shows up. I may have turned off the birthday notification. Oh, I know what it is. I turned off birthday notifications from Fantastic ah. because I had been getting them from Card Hop. Ah, but Card Hop didn't give it to you. Didn't give it to me today. That's, that is <laughs> terrible. That is absolutely terrible. Man, we have to record on your birthday. Mallory probably was doing a thing or something. No, no. She, well, she wanted to make tacos, but the hamburgers. Well, she asked me what I wanted. I, I'm like, well, let's just do tacos, but the hamburgers still frozen. So, a perfect excuse. <laughs> so, uh, do, 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 where, where was I go? Oh. So one thing that we should probably mention in full transparency, even though maybe I should have said it before I mentioned the tool that I'm using, is I am uh, now, again, another thing we've talked about, but we haven't talked about, is I am now working uh, part-time with AT guys uh, and JJ over there. And that's honestly how I learned about the headset buddy is he was looking at new products and uh, he sent me one and I've I've been using that quite regularly, actually, so. But Mike does not work on commission, so, you know, the link in the show notes is not an affiliate link. It won't, you know, just it's a cool tool. And I bought my own. Uh, Mike got one because he worked there, and, and, and it made sense. I mean, to me, it would have made sense to send you one to test it out because he was <laughs> testing it out. So you got to test it out at the same time. That way, when I'm in Clubhouse and people are like, how does your audio sound so good? I just tell them, well, there's this beautiful tool called Headset Buddy you can pick up at AT Guys. Um, but, yeah, no no, no commission. You know, funnily enough, man, I said funnily enough. Uh, JJ is likely to end up with a bunch of sighted customers at AT Guys for that exact reason because of Clubhouse. And it's half the price of uh, the iRig. The iRig, right, which well, is the I thing rig. that everybody has settled on. Uh, yeah. And I was almost about to buy one. <laughs> 
He saved me just in time. He's like, oh, I got this thing called a headset, buddy. I'm, I'm waiting to get it and test it. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm waiting on that. <laughs> and then I tested it, and he heard my audio, and he's like, I got to pick one of those up. Um, so that's my audio setup. Damasi, do you want to talk about anything you're excited about in the near future that might be in Kansas? Wait, is it still in Kansas? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Why the fuck would you stop in Kansas? And what are these weird-ass cities nobody's ever heard Right? Welcome to shipping with UPS. So what we're talking about is uh, Michael actually sold me his M1 MacBook. Well, his wife's M1 MacBook Pro. No, he did not take it away from her. Uh, (laughs) She, she, go ahead. I was going to say, although she really wants that iPad Pro, and I told her, I'm like, you don't need both. Right. That that's that that was the impetus for her to sell it. I think is that the, the iPad Pro is what she wanted, and then that was even before the event. Uh, and the new iPad Pros. So that's how that happened. Mike did not just, you know, yank his wife's computer out of her hands and be like, yep, you're done with this. It's out of here. Uh, but it's on its way to the house. It should be here by the, well, it'll definitely be here the next time we record. Although, it's in some weird place in Kansas. Linux, Kansas? Kansas? Something like that? Yeah, never heard Linux, of it. Linux? Yeah, me either. That's the thing. Like, I've, you know, we're using, I'm using deliveries. Michael's using deliveries. Michael's watching it transit the U.S. because he wants to make sure it gets where it's supposed to go. Uh, I'm watching it because I'm anticipating it getting here. Uh, but it keeps going through these weird places that I've never heard of. Uh, I think one of the only, Mike was familiar with all the places in Oregon. Uh, everybody knows Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, Commerce, Colorado. Never heard of that before. Uh, Twin Falls, Idaho. I, I oh, yeah. it, but I hadn't. Uh, it was two. It was in two different places in Idaho. Wasn't it? it was in Boise, I think, at first. Everyone yeah. knows Boise. <laughs> yeah. Then it went to Twin Falls. And I was like, man, I never. Why? Why are there two stops in Idaho? It's not even that big. I'm sorry, people in Idaho. I love your potatoes, though. They're great. Uh, hard to get them right now in Alabama, but they are great. But I never heard of none of these places. Yeah, M1 MacBook Pro is on its way here, which is awesome. Mike has sort of kind of saved me some money because I was going to end up buying an M1 Mini probably in the next couple of months, uh, which I'm not going to do. That also would have probably have necessitated me buying a monitor as well because it does not like... I do have a keyboard. I use the keyboard I'm using right now. Uh, I refuse to buy another keyboard. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. They might have gotten me to buy when they put uh-huh. it on sale for everyone else, that keyboard that Apple is now. Well, they're not selling it outside of the iMac yet, but I imagine once they're able to produce them in enough quantity, yeah. they'll be available to the general public. I am not at all intrigued by the, what are they called? Air tags? Um, that's... I, I, I just don't, I don't lose I don't stuff use enough, case. and when I lose it, I've forgotten about it, so. <laughs> yeah, like, there's nothing I can think of that I, like, my, I always know where my keys are. My keys are going to be in one of two places nowadays. They're in my pocket 99.9% of the time. Uh-huh. The random occasion where I go in my pocket to grab my keys and they're not there, I know exactly where they are. They are in the side of my computer because I had to plug in my YubiKey. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. My keys are either in my sweatshirt pocket or where, which is where my mask is, which is something that I can't go anywhere without anyways, because, you know, we're kind of spoiled and have these Nike washable masks. Uh, 
Mallory wanted to buy stuff on Nike's oh, website. Gotta, gotta <laughs> check those out. Yeah, they're they're kind of nice and they're comfortable too. And then when you wash them and you use a dryer sheet to dry them, you get the dryer sheet smell. Oh, and, nice. and that is nice. Um, and so they're either in my sweatshirt or they are in my top dresser drawer, uh, which are the two places that they, they would be. So it's the the things that I know I wouldn't lose, but I am intrigued by the Apple TV. Um, that is one thing that that we're looking at, and then the MacBook Air. Uh, no. No, no. iPad Pro. Mallory wants an iMac <laughs> too. And I'm like, well, you, you, you don't need both. Uh, let's let's get the ones that we can get or that we that we are interested in and see how things are then. So uh the 30th we might end up with ordering one or both of those. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, I'm definitely ordering a new Apple TV because I need uh, I don't have a 4K Apple TV. I do ah. have a 4K TV, but I don't have the 4K Apple TV because when I got the 4K TV, I have or I had not the one that I have now, but the one that I previously had the currently available 4K Apple TV at the time of recording was already a couple of years old. I'm like, I'm not going to buy one because they're most certainly going to update this thing in a minute. Right. Right. They would have updated right? it faster if you would have bought one probably uh so yeah finally there's a new new version out so i definitely will be picking that up uh not getting the imac i don't want an imac no although they do look nice they do look nice i don't care I about am... the colors the colors face the wall yeah but that's for that's for business people that, that's for those who buy imacs to sit on a desk in their offices and people see the back of them or people who just you know some people i mean if i had an imac you would actually see the color of it when you walked <laughs> into what is my office right now because i'm on my back is up against the wall so the desk is facing out uh, into the room hey me too where i am right now now that i think uh, but i'm not interested in the imac i wouldn't have been interested in the this particular iMac either way, even if I wasn't buying the, the, the MacBook Pro, uh, because it is the M1 variant. I was willing to go for a M1 Mini because I have a use case for that right now, and I also have a use case for it when I buy a you know more upgraded Pro level machine at some point. Uh, same thing with the MacBook Pro. Like I have a use for it now, most certainly, because my poor macbook pro intel 2015 <laughs> is over here crying right now the fan is just spinning it is driving me nuts uh the only drawback to this macbook pro is it does have a fan doesn't it that could engage uh, if needed it could but i i highly doubt yeah. that it would. not with the things uh, we're doing yeah i mean look man people were trying to make it come on during the review period and most <laughs> people were not successful in that and they were doing all of the stress testing running you know geek bench and and you know rendering 8k video and final cut and like they couldn't get it to come on so yeah i, I don't think it's going to be an issue for me hey, at all speaking of selling mallory's macbooks if anyone's interested in mid 2017 <laughs> reach out on twitter you should just tweet it i should i should that's what Marco Armit does when he wants to sell something. He just tweets it. Yeah, but he's got a lot more followers than I do. Although, at, he's got a lot more dedicated followers. I don't know actually how many followers he has. I'm, he probably has more followers yeah. than you do. I don't know. How many followers do you have? I, I know he has more than I do. Yeah, he probably has more than you yeah, do. Yeah. I might post it on Blind Bargains, though. See if I can get more than what Apple would give me if I traded it in. Uh, that is also a possibility for my current MacBook Pro is that I'll trade it into Apple depending on what they would give me for it. For I don't Apple think TV? I would get. Oh. 
Uh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Try it out. See, see, because even if they only gave you 150, that makes the Apple TV 29 bucks for the 32 no, gig. Not taking 150. I'll keep it if that's the case. Yeah, could always turn it into a Chromebook. <laughs> 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 uh, but the things that I was excited about at the uh, spring-loaded Apple event were the iPad Pros. I can't wait for WWDC now because I feel like there's, you know, a, a, another bit to this as to why they, and for anyone listening who did not watch the event uh, and hasn't read any news anywhere about it, uh, they put the M1 in the iPad Pro. Uh, both versions of it, the 12.9 inch and the 11 inch uh, iPad Pro now have the M1 chip or will have the M1 chip when they go up for sale. Uh, right now it doesn't make a lot of sense because the software hasn't changed to allow you to do anything with that but you know, we'll see what WWDC brings yeah it'll 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 be interesting I think uh, and and it's like it's to me it's like waiting for the other shoe to drop like what's mm-hmm. what's what's coming up what's next what else do you have for us Apple thank you for teasing us in April now bring us June <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, and I'm, I'm kind of on the fence because i'm like i i know there's going to be something new ipad pro wise maybe ipad across the board definitely but ipad pro specifically because of that chip being there but also feel like all of the possible things that it could be like what most people generally probably want it to be is probably not going to be that right like the first thing i thought about is they're not going to let me just run Mac software on the iPad. That's probably not going to happen this year. Would be nice, uh, also, but probably not. Yeah. Also, most of the apps that I would actually like to run on the iPad Pro that come from the Mac are not in the Mac App Store, which means they would not be available anyway. Like Audio Hijack. Reaper. That would be amazing. Reaper would also be amazing on the <laughs> iPad. Uh, possibly. Well, I don't know. That would require Reaper to actually make it. To, ah, that would be a lot of work for Jamie. Don't do that. <laughs> be a lot of work for Jamie. Yeah, true. we'll have to start a GoFundMe for Jamie at that point because man, Another yeah, one. look, he's he's doing serious work with Osara now. Like we would need a, a a Patreon. That's what we would need to set up for Jamie at that point, or a memberful. Like you don't get anything except Osara, but you know, pay money twenty five bucks a month uh, for everybody. Uh Possibly we could see them open it up to the point where you could run multiple streams of audio concurrently so that you could, you know, have a Zoom call going on and also be, you know, able to record that audio or record yourself into a different application. Uh, Putting Thunderbolt 4 on it. Oh, yeah, I got to come back to that. So putting Thunderbolt 4 on there. I, again, you know, a monitor, nobody nobody really cares because you can't do much with connecting a monitor to the iPad Pro at this point anyway. It just mirrors your screen up on the iPad, um, on, on the external display. So you can't split screen an app or, oh, let me put Safari or let me put YouTube on the external display and then keep Safari open on. Like, you can't do that yet, right? That's probably going to be the most obvious step that they're going to take. Um, I don't know what else they would do. Thunderbolt 4, though, just to branch off to that for a second. I finally, because I had to go back and listen to Know a Little More, we'll link to it at youronpay.com slash DM69, but the Know a Little More episode on Thunderbolt 4. Uh, Tom recently kind of updated it just a little bit to mention Apple's uh, M1 implementation and how that works, but I now finally have... A answer that I am satisfied with that I believe to be true about 
what which one matters the most thunderbolt 4 or usb 4 and the answer is if you want to make sure that your port is capable of all of the possible things that a port can do at this point in time you want thunderbolt 4 because Thunderbolt 4 also incorporates USB 4. Ah, okay. I I saw that episode. I just hadn't listened to it yet. So I will see this. He's he's telling all these links going to be in the show notes. And guess who gets to come up with these? Oh, <laughs> oh man, because you're going to edit the show. You're going to send it to me to listen to before you even try to do anything with it. Because you're going to want me to hear how amazingly you edited it and you know, using some new tricks to actually apply effects. Uh, you know, I didn't even send this to Alphonic. Uh, yeah maybe and I hope you make the links at that point but yeah that's that's uh, I I have been trying I knew it worked one way or the other either USB 4 incorporated Thunderbolt 4 or vice versa and I wasn't sure until I listened to that episode earlier today and I was like okay now I got it so if a port has Thunderbolt 4 then you get everything that uh, Thunderbolt can do you get everything that USB can do because Thunderbolt 4 incorporates USB 4 and you can't have a Thunderbolt 4 certification without incorporating all of the capabilities of Thunderbolt itself, uh, which has been problematic over the years with Thunderbolt 1 through 3 because the spec was there, but she was left up to the to the implementer, you know, for their particular machines, whether or not they implemented the entire spec or not. And most times they did not, with the exception of Apple. Apple, I think, is the only company that consistently year in, year out with Thunderbolt added all of the capabilities that Thunderbolt had uh, to their machines. But they also were involved in creating the spec originally with Intel anyway, so it kind of makes sense. Like it would be a little stupid for them not to do it, is what I'm trying to say. So Thunderbolt Four, which is on the iPad Pro, which means you also get USB four speeds on the iPad Pro if you just want to. I just advised a friend of mine, like man, you can go buy because he's getting a new iPad Pro, and he was like, so I, I can get a Thunderbolt dock. I was like, you could, but you could also get a USB C dock and you know save yourself a whole ton of shitload of money. Uh, yep. So I have one last announcement to make, and unless you have anything else, I think we'll. So wrap. announcements all over the place today. Yeah, yeah. Well, this announcement is something that I'm gonna say, but it could change. At this present time, the DM series will not have an Apple subscription, or you won't be able to subscribe to the DM series. You can follow us in Apple, but you can't subscribe to us unless Demasi has any ideas. Because I don't. Nope. I don't <laughs> Here's my problem with that, though, because I did kind of forget about it. You know, I, I I got a little bit more detail about that program, and I was like, nope, not doing it. Ah, oh, yeah. Spotify's doing their own kind of thing like that, too. Of course they are. That's my problem with it in general. That was my problem with Apple's before I heard about Spotify's, which is, yes, you can subscribe. And just to back up for a second so one of the other things that apple very briefly touched upon at the beginning of their keynote uh on tuesday the 20th was they have changed the terminology in the apple podcast apps to follow a show so you follow a show in, in podcast and the reason is they did that is what people speculated there you can now have a subscription to a show which would get you you know whatever perks the the producer of the podcast decides to give you so you know early access to to content or bonus content or, or whatever what you cannot do there at this point is 
connect that to any sort of external existing membership program. Uh, so let's say if we started a membership program for the Your Own Pay Podcast Network and it gave you Discord access or, or something like that, we couldn't give that to the people inside of Apple's subscription model because we don't know who they are. We would not know who they are. So we don't have a way to let them in and validate that they actually have that subscription. Right. And I don't know about you, but I'm not trying to get into the whole send me your receipt to verify your purchase. No, too much work. Too much work. Not worth it. Well, too much work. And then how do I I have to do that every month? Right. Because you pay for one month and then cancel. And then you're still sitting around hanging out on my discord. So uh, disrupting things is the subscription at this time. And of course, things can change and maybe things will change with WWDC. Who knows? But is the subscription only then for exclusive content if you're listening in the podcast app yes and that's that's another big thing yeah that's the other thing i did like either there there will be no public rss no well not public but there will not be a rss feed you could take and add to overcast or castro or whatever to listen to it spotify's is going to be the same so you won't be able to subscribe to a premium podcast and Spotify and grab a RSS link and add that to your your Castro application and listen that way. You're going to have to listen inside of those applications. Again, I don't know how many of our listeners use Apple Podcasts, but here's the deal. I'm not into trying to make anybody switch to a specific application to listen to my show. Hence the reason I would never sell my show or sell our show to Spotify or Wondery or someone like that. Yep. Yep. Right. Because I'm not going to force people to be like, oh, you got to come listen in this particular application. I will go against everything I have stood for over the years. We've yep. been doing this show. You heard how many times I've ran it. Yep. I can't believe they have this locked down. Um, oh, he sold out. All the cost was 200 million bucks and he put his show on Spotify. Yeah. Look, man, Spotify, you show it with 200 million dollars. I might put the show on Spotify. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify. With Joe. Someone from Spotify is listening. They're like, well, I wonder how much we can get him to sell out for. <laughs> well, you show it with that Joe Rogan check. Like, I'll put the show on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the exact same as it is right now. So, you know, you may have some sporadic months where we don't release the episode <laughs> at all, but this is what you bought but i think you can listen to us on spotify for free and if not we'll have to fix that because i gotta look into that apparently we're in amazon podcast but we're not an audible podcast so i gotta look into that i found that out today um, i didn't know audible actually was running their own yeah i thought all their shows were like exclusive content like no nope. maxwell ivy has uh his podcast the blind blogger in audible and i found that today while googling his website and i'm like oh shit i didn't know that was a thing so i gotta hmm. i gotta look into that oh well we gotta get an audible man then i'll listen to my show in audible <laughs> <laughs> But so you want to be exclusive to, to Audible. So. No, no. And that's the thing, right? Like that, that's that. I, I feel like this for us. If we want to do a, a subscription or a membership or support us or whatever, we just roll our own shit. Hey, right? by the way, I'm not, I'm, if you're sitting there yelling at your thing, well, I want to give you money. I will put a PayPal.me link and you can go there and give us some money. <laughs> <sighs> go to your own slash support. There'll be a form there. There better donate. be before Tuesday. And there will be. All the pieces are already in place on the website now. It's just not a form. I had to test out a Stripe add-on plugin. That Stripe Plus uh, add-on. And I did it on your site because I didn't have a 
well, I could have went somewhere and did it, but I did it on your side because I was like, well, I need to test this out for Mike anyway so we can do something. So, yeah, go to youronpay.com slash support if you would like to give us money. Right now, it's not a subscription. It's just a one-time donation. So, into your If we don't house. have any exclusive content for people, I'm going to be fully transparent because we can barely get nope, the content out we have right now. <laughs> you're not, you're, 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 look, right now, at this current time, this current point in time, there's no bonuses for you for doing that. You just get the good feeling of knowing that you're helping support the hosting costs for your own pay or the cost of all phonic for processing the audio, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But if you do want to donate or courses or mixers or M1, yeah, all or- of that, you know, look, if enough people go donate, I can go buy a fancy mixer and one up Mike and then I'll have, you know, 24 channels. And you're like, yeah, Mike, I'm routing you through seven different channels right now. So on that note, I don't have anything else to you. Nope. I'm good, man. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We are back in rotation, I believe, uh, at a higher production value, most likely, as well. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow him on Twitter at Damasi, D-A-M-A-S-H-E. I'm on Twitter at Payom, P-A-Y-O-W-N. And the show's on Twitter, The DM Series. I'm not going to spell it. It's all one word, T-H-E-D-M-S-E-R-I-E-S. So I guess I am spelling it. Show notes and more information about today's episode can be found at yourownpay.com slash DM69. You've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit yourownpay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast, yourownpay.com.